Welcome to the Confidence Revamp Podcast, the show where we talk about self-love, self-esteem, body image, and the struggles of becoming a better person from the perspective of this young girl here. I'm your host, Daniel K. And on the show, I also try to involve other people to share their experiences and bring on interviews. I hope to inspire you to feel less alone on your journey and to take action towards becoming a better person. Let's dive right in. Salaamu Alaikum Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the show. Uh, today we are going to be talking about self-discovery. And before we get into today's conversation, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Alaikum Thank you so much, Kenyat, for having me on this show. I'm so grateful. My name is Hikmat, and I'm a student. I have a podcast named Chinasa, and I'm also a makeup artist. So basically, I think that that's just the things I do. Okay, Hikmat. So when you hear self-discovery, what comes to mind? When I hear the word self-discovery, there are three things that strike my mind. First of all, what's your purpose? Who are you? Are you just here to fill up space? What exactly are you here for? The second thing is, what is your temperament? And the third is, what's your love language? Well, all of this, like, began to really hit me with self-discovery when I really paid attention to a particular show. And it really made sense because... Yes, we all have different temperaments, we all have different love languages, and all of us have purposes. Well, figuring out these things really made me, you know, these are, what, these are the things that comes to my mind when I hear the word self-discovery. Oh, that is very similar so for me as well, because when I think of self-discovery, what comes to my mind is self-awareness. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What what are your values? What will you compromise on? What are your deal breakers? Um, what's your personality like? Who are you? Your identity. So yes, that is the same thing that comes to mind for me as well. I love that you point pointed at love language because that is not something that I would think of, but I think that is such a great point. So about that show that you mentioned that when you started to pay attention to, was that show your first introduction to the idea or to the concept of self-discovery? Or did you ever think about self-discovery prior to that show at all? Well, my first encounter with self-discovery was back in high school, secondary school, we always had these um, old students who would come and tell us, you need to know yourself, you need to do this, you need to know who you are, you need to know who you want to be, you need to be, you know, just always came to give us all of these advices and all. Now, I don't know when exactly I started to try to figure out what my purpose was. I don't know when it was, you know, you cannot just pinpoint that particular time. But with the show on self-discovery, I don't know, it felt like everything just became even more clearer. Because now, this show, let me tell you a little story. I'm not a fan of, like, 
listening to radios like that. I wasn't a fan of that before. But my mom, you know these African mothers and our parents, they can just sit down and be listening to radio, just watching news. And then she always like, come, you must listen to this show. It is very good. Come on. Eh? If I want to sign, if, I'm not, if I, I wasn't even press my phone once they are doing that show, that kind of thing, like she made me pay attention to the show. Why? Because even people my age were falling into different traps of being in a relationship with the wrong person, being in an abusive relationship, not knowing what to do at an age where you should at least try to be figuring out something, stuff like that. So I guess um, that's just how it was. I don't know when exactly, but I said to know about self-discovery from secondary school and it got pretty exciting for me when I started listening to the show. I can actually relate with your mom, same as my mom too. She would insist I read something or watch something that she thinks is beneficial or that I'll learn something from. For the longest time, I thought that I loved listening to news, watching news and listening to news on the radio. And that was because growing up, the training was to watch news. So anytime my dad comes in to the living room, to the sitting room, he would sit down and any other thing we are watching will be suspended because all he wants to watch is the news and we have no choice. We have to sit down there and watch the news. But Going to school, like going to uni, being away from home, you know, I'm now alone in my own space. I can do what I want. And TV wasn't always accessible. But the spending time to my, with myself, I have learned that I actually don't enjoy listening to the news. I don't like it. I don't want to know what's going on because the way the things are happening these days, it can really be traumatizing. And that is a way I was able to figure that out by just spending time with myself. So before I even continue to divert, um, my first introduction to self-discovery, I think it was a very long time ago, maybe when I was in secondary school, I can't really say, but I didn't know it as self-discovery. I just knew it as this, who are you question. When people say, who are you? And you reply with your name. And someone is like, no, that's not the answer to the question. I always got confused by this, who are you question. Because I, I didn't just get it. What do you mean by who am I? Is it not just my name? <laughs> but with time, I was able to discover that it's more than just my name. It's more than that. And I also remember trying so hard to understand someone else. And then I realized that, wait, I don't even understand myself. I don't know why I do the things I do. And so my first introduction was the who you are question and then trying to understand why I do certain things the way I did them because I got to a place where I was just fed up. I'm like, I don't even know what I like. I don't know what I dislike. I don't know what it is that I want. And it started to bother me a lot because I didn't understand why I did things the way I did them. And because I was so curious to find out, that was my first introduction to self-discovery and going on that path to figuring out what it is that I want to do and who exactly I am. With regards listening to news, I totally agree with you that sometimes you just come online and then you see things that that can just be traumatizing. 
and really you know i don't even i i don't buy the idea of just waking up in the morning or just you know going through news like first day in the morning or whatever you can actually check it it's so important someone actually posts it someone will say it so I don't even really buy the idea of people waking up to go and quickly check the news or, you know, early morning news, that kind of thing. You know, I just, if I like a program, then I just want to go and listen to it. Not news, I just going to give me like a break, like as I'm starting my day. And yeah, self-discovery with the who are you question, you know, people always asking us, who are we? Sometimes, even if you think you figured it out, you figured it out, it changes. Have you realized that? Because when you, if they had asked you that question, probably when you were in junior school, you had an answer. Then when you were in senior school, your answer changes. Then when you eventually go to uni, the answer still changes. Now, I feel like it just keeps changing. Maybe something is, there's still something that is constant, but sometimes the replies keep changing because things keep happening, we discover ourselves better, we discover that, okay, what we thought we used to like, we actually don't like them anymore, just like we are talking about the news. The morning routine we have actually sets the tone for the day. I absolutely agree with you on that. Not listening to news in the morning, like, no, we could do something else with that time, like setting an intention for the day or just starting out on a positive note with positive affirmations or even gratitude. So I believe that self-discovery is a journey that is never-ending because we are growing, we are evolving, we are changing, we are learning, we are learning things. And that is why the who are you question changed. So I definitely agree with you on that. I think that there are several parts of a person. There are different sides to us. There's a side to us when we are with our parents, when we are happy, when we are sad when we are experiencing different emotions or when we are with friends, um, do you agree that there are different sides to a person, not just like one particular side? When we are experiencing different emotions, definitely there are different sides to us because the way everybody manages their anger is different. The way everyone shows that they're happy is different. You know, someone can be happy and just start crying. Someone can be happy and be like, oh my God, let's go out. Someone can be angry and just start breaking things. Someone can be angry and just go to sleep. So everybody has like different ways they express whatever emotions they're feeling. And as to whether we, um, we change or I don't know how to put it. Now, let's go back to talking about temperaments. Let's go back a little. Now, everybody has different temperaments, right? Now, depending on what kind of temperament, what kind of person you are, your, your strength, your weakness, if you're sanguine, for example, you just, like, it will be easy for you to show your emotions to whether your parents, your friends, family, lecturers, like, it will be easier for you. Just, let's say, for instance, someone that is an introvert. An introvert would, no matter what, like, always have to make sure they are comfortable with you before they start showing that, okay, this is what I'm feeling. But an extrovert, really, sometimes they don't really have to have that connection with you before they really show you that, okay, I'm feeling this way, that kind of thing. So it all boils down to who we are and um, how we have really know who we are, what is our temperament, what is our weaknesses, what is our strengths, 
are we comfortable? Do we feel okay? You know, maybe when relating with certain kind of people. I don't know, some people are not even necessarily either of this, like, some people are not necessarily either of what I'm talking about now. Some people, they are just like, okay, maybe religious beliefs to allow them to do, like, some set certain things, you know, stuff like that. So, it all, it all, sorry, it all boils down to the person's personal values and who the person is. Okay, I'm a sanguine, okay, I'm a melancholy person, I'm a phlegmatic person, I'm a choleric person. You know what I'm trying to say, right? I get it. So, speaking of introverts and extroverts, Something that comes to mind for me is personality types. And it is something that I have explored on this journey of self-discovery, personality types, reading about zodiac signs, even though I don't believe in astrology. I don't, I'm a Muslim. Like, it's even somewhere, I think it's, I read that astrology is haram or something like that. But basically, I read about these things when I was trying to figure out what it is that I like, dislike, who it is that I am. And so I want to know, what do you think, is there a relationship between self-discovery and personality types? Do they matter? Is it something you think we could look into to, to find out more about ourselves? Is it necessary? Is it unnecessary? Do you believe in them when you read it? <laughs> do you feel like it, it is speaking about who you truly are? Do you think it aligns? with who you truly are as a person. Now, if you're speaking on zodiac signs, Islamically, yes, it's around you. You don't believe in zodiac signs. You shouldn't even believe in zodiac signs. But I think um, for whether you're an introvert or extrovert or ambivert or trying to figure out, okay, what is your temperament, I don't know if that is haram, if you should, if it's haram, but I just want to believe it's not. I'll find out more about it because uh, this one is just trying to tell you that these certain kind of people, this is like their strengths and their weaknesses. This is what, like, it's not based on wh- when you're born or whatever. It's not based on anything. It's just, okay, this is this are how different people, these are different personality types. Okay, sanguineish people, they are very, you know, extroverted. They can play. They can, you know, have fun. You know, they are the life of the party and everything. They, you know, choleric people are the ones that are always, like, very, you know, strict. They're always take life a bit, you know, more <laughs> serious. And then phlegmatic people, they're like, I don't give a care, I don't give a shit, like, they don't just care about anything. Then, you know, we have melancholic people who sometimes feel like this life is all on their shoulders. So it's not basically on, it's not basically depending on bad months, bad days or anything. So I want to believe temperaments and, you know, being an introvert, extrovert it's okay to you know find out these things when discovering yourself and actually it's even very important because then you get to know who you are then you get to work on yourself then you get to you know become a better version of yourself because if we want to just sit and believe like oh yeah at this point i'm the best i can be at this point you know i'm perfect we won't grow 
and that is why you have to keep wanting to become better even though you have done better you have to want to become better and just work on yourself you can't be perfect no one is perfect but it's the constant working on yourself is the constant effort you put into becoming a better person that makes you that better person it's not just one day you just sit down and read about so the signs or you read about personality types that you become a better person is the actions you put into place you know to become a better person and also love languages are very very important also I want to throw a question to the audience so you guys can leave your comments. What is the essence of a relationship? What is the major essence of a relationship? So, Ganiat, I'm actually throwing that question to you first. What do you think is the essence of a relationship? Okay, so thank you so much for emphasizing on the fact that zodiac signs are actually Aram in Islam and for also emphasizing on the importance of taking action because reading about these personality types and how a group of people do things a certain way is a great pointer at explaining the strengths, weaknesses um, of different people, different types of people. But it is not enough to actually say, yes, I know who I am. It takes putting in the work, being intentional and also learning to be self-aware. Because I also think that is very important to observe ourselves and question why we do certain things. I think the why question is very important to be curious about yourself and ask why you do certain things and why you should do certain things. So you do things with a sense of purpose, knowing why you do it uh, as well. The relationship we have with ourselves is very important. Um, I don't know if I should call it the most important relationship because I think the relationship we have with God it should be the most important relationship. But then again, we should be kind to ourselves and speak nicely to ourselves. It's important to understand our love language um, because that will just help us to understand the way we receive love and also understand the way we give love. For me, the essence of relationship is is to build a bond, to get to know someone, is to treat someone with kindness, respect, dignity. It is to accept someone the way they are. And this someone can also be ourselves. So I think relationship is a great way to bond, to try to understand, to discover and connect with people that we have around us so i really think that is the essence of relationship <laughs> thank you so much for all your attempts but i was actually looking for just one answer and the essence of a relationship is marriage just like now when they ask you what is the essence of eating or okay let's let's go let's never go that far but what is the wearing, essence of wearing clothes? The sole essence you are wearing clothes is not first to beautify yourself. It's first to cover your nakedness, right? Then after your nakedness is covered, you cannot be like, okay, does this fit? Is this fine? Do I look good on this? So the sole essence of a relationship is marriage. Everybody going into a relationship now, they're trying to like run a test. Have you do a test run to see, okay, will, will this work? Will it lead to marriage or not? And so... 
for me, if you are not ready for marriage, if you're not ready for stuff like that yet, then you shouldn't be going into a relationship. No matter the age you are, if you're not ready for marriage, you shouldn't try out a relationship. Because, okay, what are you trying for? Like, why are you trying to waste your time on things that you're not even ready for at all that's just my own perspective everybody has their own different opinions and we're all entitled to their to our opinions so on love languages now once you are ready for marriage now know your love language even before that you should just even know it down know your love language okay how do i love to be treated what would you do to me that would make me feel like okay i'm the only person you're seeing in this entire universe some people like receiving gifts they feel loved some people you just need to tell them words of affirmation some people you just need to like just do things for them just acts of service some people you know they just want quality time with you they just want to be with you and they'll be like okay yes this person loves me so you have to know yourself you don't have to like go into a relationship because you want to try and know what your other language is from your friends your friends around you you can actually know your love language, know how you want to be treated and how you like to receive love and how you also give love to people. Do you hear what I'm trying to say? Oh, yes, I get it. I think that relationship is broad. I should have clarified on what type of relationship because I was thinking about it in a broad sense. I didn't know that you were referring to relationship in the context of marriage. But then again, I think that love languages, yes, they do work in marriage. What you said is very valid, but it can also apply outside of marriage. The way we treat people around us, the way we connect with our friends. There are some friends that I know that they don't care about me saying anything to them, whether I care about you or, oh, I'm looking out for you. That doesn't really matter. Some friends I have just want me to show them. So I also think that love languages, we can also use it in how we relate with other people. Now we treat our parents as well because your mom may like gifts and your dad may not. So the way you see people show you love, I, be, I believe is a reflection of how they want to actually receive love. Yes, I do. And I totally agree that you can use love languages with any kind of relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a relationship that's eventually going to lead to marriage. And true, sometimes your own love language is what you actually like show to other people. What, how you want to be treated is how you give. But it's also important to know how the other people want to receive it, whether it's a relationship or a friendship or whatever, or whatever kind of ship it is. Because you might like to just, you might like words of affirmation and you tell people you love them, but the other person really doesn't care if you say it. They just want actions. And, you know, they say some, sometimes they say actions speak louder, louder than words. You can't just tell me you love me, you love me, or I'm your friend, I'm your friend, without actually, like, putting action, without actually doing something to show that, yes, you're indeed my friend, you indeed love me sincerely, you know. You're right, and this always leads to issues in relationships. Maybe one partner is trying to communicate that this is how I receive love, this is how I want to be treated, and the other partner does not get it. 
or the other partner doesn't even believe in this whole love language thing and just wants to keep pushing the way they believe love should be shown to the other person and this actually leads to issues for people and that's why I think that this self-discovery thing is so important. It is connected to self-awareness as well and also being open-minded to listen to the other person, to try to understand where the other person is coming from, to empathize and then also to compromise and meet each other halfway. At the end of the day, it's all pointing to self-discovery. What do you think about that? Yeah, I totally agree with you. And let me just add this. In your general being as a human being, I think it's important for us to just humble ourselves and have patience. Now, I'm not saying you should tolerate shit. I'm just saying that there are some times where you just need to be patient. In fact, I feel most of the times you need to just be patient and you need to be humble. You need to see things from other people's perspective. Because just like, I don't know, this... um. There's a way they say it. I could turn a book to you and you see a different side and another person is seeing a different side. We all see different sides to things. Don't always think that you're perfect, you're correct, you're the best and everything. Humble yourself. Know that other people have their opinions and they're entitled to their own opinions and try to learn from other people. Just as a general notes on being a human being just take note of that that it's important to be patient it's important to humble yourself it's very very important to be humble being humble doesn't mean you don't you're not confident being humble doesn't mean you don't have high self-esteem being humble is i don't even know how to describe it being humble is accepting that other people have opinions. Being humble is accepting that other people can be right and you can be wrong. Sometimes being humble is just knowing that you 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 can you should learn from other people, not even you can learn. Because you should, should actually learn from other people, not think that okay, you know everything. So being humble is something that I think that whether you're a confident person or you know you have a self-esteem something you should inculcate you should have confidence but not be proud and be humble humble yourself i repeat humble yourself yes yes there is actually a difference between um confidence and arrogance and humility and shyness and i think that would be a great podcast episode to record maybe one day <laughs> Monday, maybe when I figure out the actual difference or speak with someone about it because it's so true what you said and it's something I'm also going to keep in mind myself is that we should be patient and we should be humble. So someone out there may be on their self-discovery journey or about to begin their self-discovery journey. What would you advise them to do? What steps do you think they should take? Well, <laughs> the journey to self-discovery is a long journey. I don't even think it ever ends. So I'll just say, 
just chill really chill and take it one step at a time there are times where you feel like you wake up you figured it out and there are times where you feel like what am i actually doing you know those times will come and you'll be like okay what's going on so just chill and know that it's a very long journey but each day just try to better yourself and also try to figure out what is that one thing that if you weren't going to get paid for What's that one thing that you could do for eternity, even if no one's going to pay you? You're just going to do it just because you want to do it. I think that's a great way to start to know your purpose, what you have actually been destined for. So add to that, I'm also going to say eliminate judgment, okay? By the time you start to discover things about yourself, like the things you don't like or the things you do not like about yourself, the things you consider your flaws, your brain could start to criticize you. Um, I feel like we have that inner critic that say, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, if I could be better than this. Oh, if I just did not have this bad attitude. If I was just, you know, this way, that way, and the rest of that, I would do better. Instead of going, letting your brain continue that, because I think it's something that I also experienced myself, this inner critic. Call yourself back. Like, just take a pause, take a deep breath, and remember to eliminate judgment, okay? It was so nice doing this with you, Ikmat. Thank you so much for taking out time to have this conversation with me. I learned a lot. I learned from you. I love your perspective. I was able to see things from a different angle today. And I hope that my audience is able to also hear a different perspective other than the ones I've always been saying on this show. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much. And before you go, please tell us where we can find you. Where can we find you online? The name of your podcast, your social media handle, and I'll link everything in the show notes below. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed recording this episode with you and I learned a lot from you. And really, I'm so glad that we were able to do this. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Sweet and Sour Pod. So my podcast is for teenagers and young adults where we just learn things that they wouldn't teach us in school, you know, and just different things about life in general. Just being a teenager, just being through the face of 18 to 25, what goes down and everything that we're scared of. So our parents, that were shy, so our friends, we just talk about stuff like that there. And also, keep listening to the Confidence Revamp podcast. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else. You can also take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram, 
stories and tag me at daily ganyat i will repost you repost your story and give you a shout out i look forward to seeing that i look forward to hearing from you until next time remember to be kind and patient with yourself as you journey towards a healthy self-esteem and self-love i love you so much bye bye